guess it didn't work with the video. Oh, hold on. What if we turn it on now? Check, check, check. Is that working? Check, 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 check. check, check. check. I think it's working. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start it off strong. <laughs> start off strong. No, I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holla at me. Surprise. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> that we was, can't we can't ever be sure that was my wife i'm so good at i am so good at like my my uh my stylings but that was my <laughs> wife who knows all the words to no scrubs too so uh along with the thong song thong, 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 thong. <laughs> just just killing fifth grade just killing it she just just had all the hits just all the hits i'm reminded of the song that we've talked about on here before that is uh, my favorite thing about No Scrubs is the song No Pigeons, which was the uh, God the response song to No Scrubs when it came out. The the, re, the rebut the rebut the, uh, uh, allow me to retort. Uh, it's by Sporty Thieves, T H I E V Z. Sporty Thieves, T H I E V Z. It's like no, I don't want no pigeons. But it never took off like No Scrubs did. The nineties were a mess. Yeah, that was it. Was a diss track for what reason? Like why? <laughs> well, it was male fragility. Well, it was like, like, we like can't have this. She ain't talking to you. You're. She, no. They basically sporty thieves were like, we're th- we got to stand up for Scrubs because we're Scrubs. So no, she wasn't talking. Supposed to be talking to y'all. <laughs> no. Not unless you're a scrub. Like, I guess. Why are you like, so offended? Yeah. Why are you? Why if the the shoe fits? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you the the listeners have no idea that we're we have our cameras on this week for the first time ever, and Groove is just laid out on the couch right now, just like, yeah, got got his. He's just chilling out, holding it Bob Barker style, holding the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> just holding it like a game show host my my microphone stand broke yeah you know mm-hmm. a couple months ago so now that i don't have a stand I, f- I gotta hold the microphone like a normal microphone and i figured to myself well what's wrong with if i gotta hold this microphone ain't no need for me to sit at a desk no more no, so i'm just gonna just lay down on this couch lay on the couch it's like a i feel like you're uh it's a therapy session oh sweet i feel like it's this therapy session this thing Okay, so there's that. Well, I'm you're, laying, you know, you're the laying on the couch. I'm on the fucking couch. <laughs> you're me. behind the desk. That's right, behind the desk. So tell me uh, how how you know how your childhood was. Well, um, let me tell you this right now. <laughs> if this was a TV show, yeah, there I would never sit upright on the couch. Yeah, if you were, I'd, if you're on the Tonight Show, <laughs> one day when we get on the Tonight Show, you're just gonna lay on the couch. There's going to have to be another chair for other people to sit in because you're just going to lay out on the couch. Go on, sit over there. Yeah. <laughs> we got to make sure that we can't. I, I've, I egregiously there made a, a visual joke in an auditory medium. <laughs> well, I mean, I got it. 
<laughs> this just makes this even more our podcast for us. Yeah. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. Hey, I and so I'm looking at Joey and I'm noticing. So I was at your house, uh, what, two months ago now? Yeah. Yeah, well, you're right after Christmas. Walked in the front door. Yeah. We sat down in the kitchen and ate Foo Wangs. We did. And then uh, the house is an open concept, so you can see into the actual kitchen area, dining area, and then the living room as well. Yeah. I did uh, travel into the bathroom and saw that you have a mustache taped to the mirror of the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. But I did not go into this room that you're sitting in right now, and it looks like behind your right shoulder you have some uh, really cool decorations, but I can't really make out what they are. Yeah, I got a. I don't know if I can pick the. Let's see if I can get the camera up here. Let's see here. Yeah, we got. Uh, well, it won't come off of here, but uh, I've got. Awesome. I got some Magic the Gathering art back there. Got some. Uh, I got my uh, my picture of Big Boy. I'm, when I met Big Boy, he's got his signature right there. <laughs> got some uh, Warhammer statues. And, uh, some what are those things there. hanging on the wall? Uh, in stacks, like little Polaroid pictures. That's right. That's yeah, the thing that really yeah. that that took my eye. Yeah, that's it's a bunch of. I need to put some new ones up because they're those are kind of old. But I don't even talk to half the people a, you anymore. Got a, you got a Polaroid of us up there? Uh, not no, but I do have a Polaroid of us. That's what I'm saying. I need to put some more up. I need to put another another uh, line up there. I have a Polaroid from when when you. I got them old so. Myrtle Beach Polaroids from. I got yeah. I got that Myrtle Beach Polaroids sitting at my desk. Yeah, I have those too. I found those the other day. I think I'd send you a picture of them. But uh, hey, you still got yours? That's good. Oh, we're gonna it's circle nice. back it's to good that. To a little. Uh, yeah. Good to have Planet those. Hollywood. Yeah. They were closed. It was like a National so, Lampoon's Vacation. You know, I only watched that for the first time like a year ago. You had seen Christmas Vacation before, right? Seen Christmas Vacation countless times. But you never saw the original, the OG. I, I didn't know what happened at the end when they're going to Wally World. Yeah. That's what that movie playing. sucked. It sucked? You did, I, I haven't watched it in forever. Yeah. No, don't bother. But Christmas Vacation is still funny. Christmas vacation is a good blend. Yeah. The vacation was over the top. Euro vacation over the top. Oh, that one's real bad. You yeah. got to watch the Las, Las oh, Vegas vacation. You got to watch Las I think Vegas I saw vacation. that one. Did you? That one's real bad. And the remake is bad, uh -huh. too. Okay. Yeah, that's bad. Bad stuff. Um. We're going to get into this episode? What's up? This is episode 160 of I Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we ask the question, what's the hype? I'm J-Ho, and with me is Groove. What you don't know is that when when Joey just said, what's the hype, he stood up and took his shirt off, which I've never <laughs> just, seen before. I ripped it. I ripped, I, it. I ripped it. I had an old shirt on. <laughs> I planned that. Um, yeah, y'all didn't get to see that. Um. Um. You, what you, the up? most sophisticated pallets in New York, in Newport. <laughs> they eat meatloaf. We've got the most sophisticated pallets in Newport, and you're serving meatloaf. Um, <laughs> what's up? You got any housekeeping? Hey, you texting? I just got one thing to say. I oh, know. I keep my notes on my phone. Okay. 
<laughs> texting anybody. Sure. I ain't got nobody to text. I'm just making sure. My, my, my housekeeping is welcome to the group chat, Zell. <laughs> yeah, we hadn't heard from Zell in forever, and he popped up on the uh, in a timely manner on the uh, on the Instagram chat group. The the good Reverend Zell. Um, you might have heard of him. Fat the, stacks. His, his, uh, what's his? What's that? Step? What's his? What's the other? He's got like five different nicknames. He's like the. He's like yeah, Method Man. Stacks. Yeah. He's like ODB. It's like Big Baby Jesus. Um, yeah, it's something. St- the, juvenile stacks. Juvenile stacks. Thank you, he's, juvenile stacks. He's yes. known for his aesthetics. You might have heard of him for his aesthetics, but yeah, he jumped in the group chat today, and we were like, "Whoa, Zell's here!" And he was like, "Man, I'm always here. I'm laughing all the time at this chat. I just don't. I just lurk." <laughs> he's lurking, like looking out from behind tree, you know. He's that. Us. He's that. That guy. That the the guy in the yellow suit rubbing his hands, looking out from yeah, behind that yeah. light pole. He's stealing them jokes. Oh man, that group is always like. Got any housekeeping? That well, I wanted to say that group has got a pattern to it. It's like Jake says something about a movie, and then I say, "Oh, said movie is a Christmas movie." (laughs) Repeat. I'm gonna tell you this right now, and I'm not necessarily saying it's gonna. It makes him number one fan. But I feel like Matt takes that group chat on his back and carries it. A he lot. does. If he, he stokes that fire, has Matt ever been number one fan? Yeah, he was number one fan. He was the. I think he was the first Rhode Islander to become. Yeah, I guess one he was. I, yeah, I guess he was. All, I, you know, all them white dudes. I, so I don't know if we can give it to him again. I mean, that ego. Well, you can't. If you get it twice, to... you have to go in the pantheon, and I don't know if I'm ready for that. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair <laughs> That's enough. the rules, man. You get it twice, you get to go in the Pantheon. You don't get, you can't get it again. Zell's a Pantheon fan. He knows. Zell, Zell's a Pantheon fan before that rule. True, he was. Oh yeah, Zell, Zell and Clave have been Pantheon fans since the OG days, and just one miss. You know, they all. You think just one miss listens podcast? She listened to it right when we relaunched, but I hadn't heard from him in a while. I don't know. I might have met, should hit her up and be like, "Hey, it got a lot better." No, it didn't. Well, the audio quality did. The the content. Fair didn't. enough. Um, now the video quality is great. I do love that. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do that for our Patreons. You can sign up for uh, ten dollars a month. <laughs> you can watch the live recording of the show and all the stuff we cut out. Um, is is Patreon dot com backslash batch hands? <laughs> don't do that. They actually give me a shot. Me. Give me a shot. They um. <laughs> That uh, the other thing that happens on that group chat is if it, Matt stokes the stokes the the you know the embers, but then every once in a while Clay will put up some disgusting food thing that some food meme of like shrimp on a cupcake or something. Clay is chaotic um, neutral yeah. in that in that chat, and I love it. I love it because it's like he'll say something that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I'm like that's perfect. That's so Clay, like. He just he the, captures the moment. That's so clave. That's so clave. That's so raven. The, the the I was with uh Kyle last night and and he's he's always talking about that group chat and everything. The only thing he ever says, man, I tell you what, he's like, that's that's a lot of funny people in that chat. I'm always too scared to say anything because I don't think I'm as funny as everybody else. 
He's afraid he's going to get roasted. You got to speak up, man. You got to put yourself <laughs> out there. It's the same place to get roasted. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Give me a shot. <laughs> so What's your hype this week? My hype? Yeah, I keep my notes on the screen because uh, you're on the screen. Let me pull them over here. Well, you, you don't have to look at me the whole time. Well, yeah, but like, I want to, I don't know. I need to see what the recording is doing. Oh, we'll just do it this way. All right, there we go. Um, my hype this week is uh, Trader Joe's appetizers. Okay, go on. So, uh, do you ever go to Trader Joe's? You ever shop at Trader Joe's? I have. I, I've been going recently. Yeah. The one and they're always in places that are hard to get into. The one here is a nightmare. Thank you, to get you to. so much. I don't. I think they plan oh it that God. way. You've, you nailed it. Yeah. It's always like, it's in the, in Wilmington, it's the worst place to turn right. Like you can't turn into the place mm -hmm. and then you can't get back out. Uh, the tattoo mm -hmm. shop, when I, I'm not working at a tattoo shop right now, but when I was, you know, working out of the office of the tattoo shop, we were across the street. So we'd walk over there and buy stuff all the time. But, uh, so for the Super Bowl, uh, Jackie's like, what do you want to do? And I was going to make some wings, but then I forgot and didn't thaw them out in time. Yeah. So we were, Jackie was like, well, I'm going to go to Trader Joe's and get a bunch of appetizers. And I was like, that's a great idea. And I for, I'd forgotten how good Trader Joe's appetizers are. Uh, they got these dumplings, like uh, gyoza dumplings and shumai dumplings. They're just like Chinese dumplings, okay. you know? They could be Korean. I don't know okay. what it is. But they're, they're real good. They're, uh, they're like freeze frozen, but you steam them on the stove and they taste just like they're fresh made almost so they're really good for what they are okay they got uh chinese pork buns you ever had a pork bun yeah like the real doughy it's like a biscuity thing but it's real doughy with the pork in it it's just filled with pork it's like a giant dumpling yes they have those <laughs> yes they have those and they're fucking great and uh they have samosas the Aten indian samosas or whatever they're called. I, I, I can't get over the fact that we're on a video screen because one of my, and I have to say it, one of my favorite things about you is when you, you, you the way your face punctuates some of your points from time to time yeah. is you go like, they have those and your eyes get real big and your, yeah. and your mouth goes really relaxed. It, it's, it's a, it's a face I don't see on anyone else ever. And it's a, it's, it's trademark Joey. I, I participate in the conversation in so many ways. Um, <laughs> and, and once you sign up for our Patreon, you will, you will see these things. We're talking it up big, but, uh, they also had these, we got these new new ones this time. There was these, uh, they're the little pastries with feta cheese in them and uh caramelized onion on top. You put them in the air fryer and, uh, delicious so we had we just had like a bunch of jackie just all night during the super bowl was just like making waves of apps all night really yeah and that's that was awesome we just that's all, that's what we ate for dinner that night and uh we had leftovers you know like they were good but uh the, but those dumplings now, were dope now what well i'm i now i don't want to step on it. are you gonna wind up talking about that super bowl later on yeah 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 we'll get to the super bowl okay I mean, but you All can right. talk about it if it's one of your things. Um, also, we had Fu Wangs again tonight, so that's more hype. <laughs> I had some Fu Wangs right before I got on this call. So, just, just you're just, just you you're, you're just bathing in the hype. Life is good right now. I, I had a uh, that we got some new, uh, new flavor ranch flavored 
they were delicious. Yeah, it was like a dry rub, ranch dry rub. Okay. And, okay, uh, so okay, yeah. so it wasn't like uh sticky. It was like the powdered ranch you get that you would mix into a sauce, you know. Um, uh-huh. but yep. it was tangy and real nice. And um yeah, they were real good tonight. So shout out to Fu Wangs. Um, and shout out to Ninja T. New job. Ninja T. Slanging faucets. Shout out to Ninja T. That's some hype. Ninja Ninja Ferguson T. Yeah. <laughs> Turd Ferg. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm happy for him. Yeah. So the work he... work environment's less stressful. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna get off early enough come summertime. Y'all don't know about this, but Ninja T's like basically a, a a farmer. Yeah, he's got he's got time to come home, put on his overalls, and go tend to the crops. He's got a. Uh, he put on his overalls, get a straw hat, and his piece of straw coming out of his mouth. He's on the tractor, like, yeah. <laughs> wow, man. I ain't never oh, seen man. buildings so big. They got, they got Columbia's big a big city. Here, yeah. Um, what's your hype? Well, I don't really know how to frame Ultimately, nostalgia boxes. Oh, just opening boxes so that you put things in and rediscovering them? Yeah, last week it was the CD cases that I told you about, the, those yeah. case logics. Yeah. <clears throat> this week... Um, I opened up a box and I had uh, about three years worth of concert tickets saved. Yeah, you, and you, sent you me already know of, this yeah. because yeah, I sent you I sent you a text of a couple of concert ticket stubs that we went to together. From yeah. uh, one was REM, REM, um, yeah, which there was two versions of that ticket. Yeah, I know. I was I like, don't why know. were there two versions for the ticket for the same why. show? Um, there were two versions that looked different. So obviously, we both had two tickets. I think. I think one was probably mailed and the other one was will call. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, maybe so. Um, yeah, there's nine the, inch nails. The ticket from, uh, well, let, let me say this. The ticket from the Smashing Pumpkins show, which we've already mentioned. That we've talked about, yeah. And then I sent, so I also had, I also sent some ticket stubs to other people yeah. that I'd gone to concerts with. You're going to love this. I sent a picture of a fish ticket stub to a couple different people, one of which was T Rob, because he was at that show too. Okay. Yeah. And he texted me back and said, that was an incredible show, but it doesn't beat that nine inch nails show. That's right. And I already yeah. had the picture of the nine inch nails ticket stub and yeah, sent it right to him. T Rob <laughs> went with us to that nine inch nails show. And I think he was the one that, that exp- had the, was the least knowing of what was going to happen. And it just blew his mind. Yeah. It was just like, man. This yeah. Is awesome. He had no idea. Yeah. We had yeah, good, so we had good tickets really cool. to that show too. I think we were on the floor for that. It was show. general admission. Yeah. We were down. It was general like, admission. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it was, I think it was both, you could get pit tickets or you could get in the seats and we were in the pit and we went out. I mean, we were pretty close. We were like a 25 feet from the stage or something, 50 feet from the stage, something like that. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We were like a third of the floor back. Yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah, it's good show. I also found an old notebook filled with show notes from like 
uh, IOL TOS episode 23, you know, through like 30, you know like what I mean? Back in the, that's back um, when we were taking uh, analog notes. Yeah, well, I was, I, right before, the reason I was five minutes late to the call is because I just remembered that and I was trying frantic, frenetically to find those notebooks because I was going to read some show notes back to you, but I, I couldn't find it. I'm going to try to find it this week and get back time. to you. Do a dramatic reading of those yeah. show notes. Yeah, I'll just take us back to an episode. Like, don't worry about going back to listen to an episode. I'm just going to take you through it. Yeah, you're like, oh, Previously this is on. the this we were we were very offensive back then. Oh, I had no idea. Um, <laughs> so that's my hype. That's hype. That's hype. I I have uh, I I too have like every concert ticket I've ever been to. They're in a box somewhere. I keep them in a little lacquered Japanese box thing, but I never look at them. So it's like I should go in there and look at that. Yeah. Sometime. So I'm thinking about doing like a shadow box, right? Yeah. And then I was like, well, I need to keep a slip open in the top so I can drop new tickets in there. Oh, yeah. Here's the here's the problem. Ain't nobody making tickets no more. No. You Yeah. Yeah. It's, Usually you definitely don't get tickets anymore. Sometimes you get the computer printout. But that's, yeah, that's I'm not, not trying to same, put a bunch man. of eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper in wow. there. That's what that's what things well you ain't gonna put any more in there anyway there's never gonna be a concert again so yeah you don't, don't say that about it. don't say that i've been watching the stand man i know how this turns out <laughs> okay all right talk about right, not the cool. hype Jeez. <laughs> speaking speaking of not the hype yeah <laughs> go on fucking terrible that's not what i'm that's not my not the hype but uh my not the hype is uh this fucking shitty ass super bowl commercials they were fucking so horrible. I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't watch a single moment of it. Of the Super Bowl? So take me through it. Take me through the Super Bowl. I didn't participate. At, That's a big ask. So it was a really boring game. It was touted. It was, I thought it was going to be great. You know, I thought it was going to be high scoring. Uh, I had a, a $25 bet on the game going on Tampa Bay, which was the underdog by, you know, it was uh, it was supposed to be K KC by four, I think. Um, so you had the money line, huh? You had the money line, yeah. Um, okay. So the game was boring because Tampa Bay just 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 crushed poor Mahomes the whole game. Just put him on his ass. Just he's just running for his life the whole game. And then they you know, the the offensive line of Brady's offensive line just gave him all the time in the world. And so he, you know, did what Tom Brady does. And uh, you know, it was just an uneventful game. Even at the end, the uh the announcers were basically like, well that was a huge letdown. <laughs> um but you know I kind of wanted Brady to win, like I said, just because like might as well like the you know the, let the end boss win one more. So you know he's the greatest of all time. I still saw haters talking about. Him. I'm like, dude, you can't anymore. You just got to keep your mouth shut. I'm sorry, I'm not happy about it either. But the man's the greatest of all time. Um, yeah, the, this but interspersed between all this was the commercials, right? And much like Black Friday, when I was a kid, I remember the commercials being kind of cool or whatever, or like you kind of wanted to see them. But then at some point it jumped the shark to where it was like, well, the only important thing is the commercials. And that's when everybody started being yeah. like, well, I've got to, I've just watched for the commercials. I actually turn it off when the football comes back on. 
And uh, so the commercials were atrocious. They were garbage. They were terrible. It was like the marketing executives got in their Zoom call and they were like, all right, what are the kids like? What are the kids like? Kids like a bunch of weird shit, right? A bunch of weird, let's just do absurd shit. So it was just all these like non sequiturs and everything of like, you know, just fucking nothing made sense. And it's like, well, that's not, you can't just make a weird commercial and have it not make sense. Like that just, that's not good enough. I can't even remember. That's how bad they were. I can't even remember the, what the products were for. It was just Damn. fucking ter- terrible. Just awful. There was a, I, there was one, they revived Wayne's world, which Dana Carvey and uh, Mike Myers look 5,000 years old now. Uh, TV has not done justice to them and you know i love wayne's world but there was a there was a wayne's world commercial for uber eats and it was like eat local but the irony is uber eats actually like fucks with local uh restaurants it's actually really bad for local restaurants because of the fees and yeah. stuff i think um 30 percent. yeah and that you know they basically extort local restaurants to like get them on their service and everything so it was like kind of just ironic that they're just saying eat local and shit. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. It was just trash. They were, they're asking for that $20 every time they stop by a restaurant. Yeah, that's, that's right. They, you know, they're not helping restaurants. Um, and it was just like this whole like post, it was like basically the, the utmost of the post, like, okay, everybody just watch this for the commercial. So let's just commercial it the fuck up. Like we're going to go <laughs> over the top with these commercials to the point where they don't make any goddamn sense. Everybody's gonna love it. Kids are gonna love it. They love a bunch of weird shit. It just was bad. It made me angry. The whole the whole game, I was angry. I was bitching about it in the the group chat. So it really sounds like I missed out on a lot. Nothing. You did not miss out on it. I mean, I <laughs> I enjoyed watching the game just because like Tampa Bay was interesting to watch from a point of view of like they were just good. And that coach, Bruce Arians, who's been all around the league and never got the credit he was due, I appreciated the fact that he just, like, you know, there's the, the, the thing about the modern NFL is they always switch to the prevent once they get a little ahead. And that's boring to watch. And also teams that just blows up in their face, a la the Atlanta Falcons, when they lost that huge lead. Um, but they just put the foot down. And that's probably partially to Tom Brady, too, because he's just like like Michael Jordan. He wants to murder the person that he's playing against, not just beat them. And they just never let up, you know? So that was kind of good to see. But, like, the game wasn't very good. And I felt bad for Mahomes because I do like Mahomes. I think he's a really good player. I think he'll be back. Um, but I don't know. Um, so I had the, the, the bet, which the good news is I won the bet. So that's good news uh, is I've been promoted. Good news is I've been promoted. So I won twenty bucks on my twenty five dollar right. bet, and then um, <laughs> uh, I also was in a prop bet league thing where it's like you have to answer twenty prop bet questions. It's with some friends of mine, and uh, mm-hmm. based on how you do, and you know, prop bets for those that are not gamblers. Uh, are just ridiculous things you bet on. Like you can bet on anything. Uh, one of the questions was, "What color was the uh, what color was the Gatorade that was dumped on the coach at the end?" Uh, there's like how yeah, long, how long the uh, national, national anthem, anthem is going to last? Over or under two minutes? Um, who's going to be the first person to score the touchdown? How many points will be in the game? Will it be over X points, under whatever? 
a lot of them are just like game things, but also there's just ridiculous stuff like the Gatorade question. But the frustrating thing is it paid the top two and I tied for third. And if I'd have got the damn Gatorade right, I would have uh would have been second and got some money. But I guessed uh guessed yellow and it was blue. And the Dang. thing that, that back to not the hype, the thing that pissed me off was the person that beat me selected other for Gatorade color. Now granted, the there was like every Gatorade color I can think of was represented. There was green, there was yellow, there was red, there was orange, there was purple, there was blue, right? I was like, what the fuck is other? What, did he think there was brown Gatorade? You know? What What? What did he think was the other? <laughs> how, does, how does other get credit? How do? You, why is that a choice? Why is other a choice? What other color is there? Like... I don't know. You're talking about the ice variants? I guess maybe he was talking about that, that cherry ice, the, the white cherry ice. This must have been his favorite. But that made me mad. But even if that person chose other, how did they beat you out? Or did they win a bunch of other They won other ones. ones. They won out? other ones. They won other questions. Enough other questions. So it came down to that one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't. I could have got other ones right. I got the, I said under on the national anthem. Which ninety five percent of the time it is under two minutes, but of course they had two really slow singers. I was halfway through the national anthem. I was like, "We gotta hurry this up! Come on, we gotta hurry it up." I, <laughs> I mean, I was I, I was I was standing and had my hand in my heart, but I said, "Come on, can we hurry this up, please?" <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, this the Super Bowl uh, commercials not my not the hype. What's the, what, what? How was that halftime show? I heard I've heard from various sources. Uh, it wasn't good enough for me to make it my hype, but I thought it was good. I didn't think it was the best one I'd ever watched, but I appreciated that it was different. It was the weekend, the weekend, as he is spelled. Um, I, I heard I, he spent seven million of his own money on. Well, that that's the thing. Like the Super Bowl is kind of a scam for performers because they're like, oh yeah, you, we picked you to play the Super Bowl. Now you have to pay for everything. Because they make Dang. the artist pay their budget, and he wanted to do something big, and he did this big thing that ties into the. I guess his most recent album is about plastic surgery and people being fake and stuff. And uh, mm. it it was good. I thought it was good. It was interesting. Um, he did some cool visual effects, and uh, I just liked that it really made a bunch of people mad because they didn't like it. So that's what I liked the best yeah. about it, including Jake. Jake thought it was terrible. So, um, I just thought it was cool. I mean, I don't think it topped like Lady Gaga's performance from a few years ago. Is that the best one? No, Prince is the best one. Thank you. But that's like you can't ever top that. No one should ever try to be the best anymore because you can't top it. Number one, Prince is gone now. That performance, he was he he apparently leaned to the stage manager was like, "Can you make it rain some more?" Because it was outside and it was raining, and it started raining more right when he went out and played Purple Rain. Um, and it was just like, he's just, just Prince, you know, in the rain about to be electrocuted, just rocking out, you know, I don't know, but people were like, it sounded bad. I'm like, yeah. Cause he was actually singing. Anytime somebody actually sings at the Super Bowl, it usually sounds bad. It pretty much like ended Justin Timberlake's career a couple years ago. Cause he sounded well, bad. That was, was that it. Oh, well, that album was bad. 
But... Was it? Wait, did, was this not the one where he was with Janet Jackson? That no, I'm talking about the second time he performed recently. Oh, he's had a career after even, he. Some would say he used that. the Janet Jackson thing to have a career. Um, but no, he he performed his uh, "Man of the Woods" like four oh, years that ago album or something. Sucked. That was terrible. Like it, compared to that, the one before it, which was really good, the 2020 experience. The 2020 experience. That album yeah, was really was good. good. Uh, but that, yeah, that was like I'm gonna go back to my country roots. Nah, boo. But he tried to sing. I mean, boy, that boy never even had. He never even had country roots. That boy was in it outside of Memphis. I mean, Tennessee, he, man. I mean, don't, don't he lived in the country, country, but he wasn't country. I mean, he was going to Orlando to make Mickey Mouse Club by the time he was 12 years old, 10, 10 years old. Yeah. I mean, he got was, a lot of country living in in those first five years. So. Yeah, so did <clears throat> I. Yeah. All right. right. Well, apparently he's canceled now, so we don't have to worry about it. Is he? Yeah, apparently that, that Britney Spears documentary came out and put him in a really bad light when uh, dealing with their breakup or whatever. I guess it exposed no. exposed that he was like pretty not sexually abusive to her, but like predatory in the way he used the breakup to like further his career, I guess. But Man, I don't, Cry I don't Me know. a River is a great song. It is, but apparently it's, it's a lie. She didn't cheat on him. Uh oh. I don't know. We gotta watch the I gotta watch the documentary. But anyway, Justin Timberlake sang actually sang on the Super Bowl a couple years ago and you can't have good sound at the Super Bowl. There's no way to do it. You know? It just is too big of a venue for the sound people to like get it right. So, because yeah. most of the time you're watching people sing to a pre-recorded track. Yeah. You know? But anyway, that's that's my Super Bowl. All right. What's your well, number? I'll tell you this. We've been... I, 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 we've up here in New England, we've been pretty lucky the past couple of years as far as snow's concerned. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh now. And my not the hype is the fact that it's been damn snowing all month. Uh January yeah. through through February here. And usually I usually I like the snow well enough, but now that I'm trying to keep up with this disc golf, man, I've already told you several stories of disc golf in the snow. Well, this past Sunday, as noted on last week's episode, I I was playing in a disc golf tournament. And luckily, I got hollered at by some folks to play a practice round at the disc golf course the day before. Mm-hmm. And so I went up there and I was just like, sure, well, you know, I'll, I'll play around with them. It was sunny outside. Yeah. And, you know, down in, 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 in Rhode Island where I, you know, live and work, it wasn't that bad. The snow wasn't as bad as it had been. It was off the streets. It was out of my mind, even though it's still piled up everywhere. Just yeah. like I don't really think about there being snow. And I drove up into Massachusetts, about 45 minutes into Massachusetts, and there was fucking four inches of snow on the disc golf course. Oh, God. And the very next day, we check, and I was like, okay, cool. I need to bring, you know, I need to wear warmer clothes. I need to wear my boots instead of my tennis shoes, that kind of thing. And it started snowing by hole two. And there was a fresh four inches by the time the round was over. So it was like wide out conditions. I lost two discs on the very last hole oh, man. because you would throw the disc and you couldn't even see where it went. It was yeah. just flying through the snow. And um, yeah, I mean, it was a good time. Like the tournament was fun. We, had a, we played <clears throat> relatively well. We came in like fifth place. Yeah. I don't know how many people were in the division or, you know, how many teams were in the division, but it was, it was at least 20. 
Yeah. Um, but God, man, I'm kind of, for the first time in my life, I'm a little bit over the snow. I'm ready for the spring to come. And apparently we're going to get a whole another five to eight inches next week. Yeah. I, I, uh, I it, as I've gotten to get older, the older I get, the least I like, the less I like the snow. I like it if I go skiing. Love the snow. Uh, I like it if sure. I don't have to go anywhere. But if I have to go anywhere, especially down here in the south, they just don't do shit to the roads, so it's just a, a nightmare because everybody's just driving into ditches and shit, you know? Um, so I just hate, I don't like, it makes me nervous. I don't want to drive in the snow. Uh, it's a pain in the ass to go places, you know? Um, well, it takes about 45 minutes to get home from the disc golf course that I was at. Yeah. It took me two and a quarter hours. Yeah, I believe it. It's snowing. Like yeah. That. Yeah. It's, it's snowing a lot. It's crazy. Some people are wild in the snow. They go fast. I can't do it. I gotta, I gotta be careful. I, I wrecked really bad when I was in high school in snow, so it freaks me out a little bit. Well, we got it. We got a lot of it up here right now. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Well, that's that's reasonable, not the hype. Dead air. Tell me about your hype still out. My hype still out is uh that. So this guy keeps coming to my house and leaving notes on my car. Yeah. You you didn't see this on my Facebook? No. So a week ago, there's a note on Jackie's car and it's, and I go out there and I look at it and it's a guy has written a note and says, I'm interested in buying your Honda element, which is my car. I own a Honda element and I love it. It's not for sale. That's the important part of the story is it's not for sale. So I, (laughs) to get this note and it's this long handwritten note it's kind of i mean relatively long for what it's you know it's just like saying i am so and so and i'm looking to buy your honda element and blah blah blah. please call me and so i just didn't call him i'm like no i'm not gonna do that uh and then a week later there's another like a week later Mm -hmm. uh i was taking a nap and jackie when i woke up she's like yeah some dude came by the house and was like and we have the ring doorbell so you can see out there and we don't have to like look, you know, out the window or anything. She's like, yeah, the guy came uh-huh. back. Some guy came and, and looked at your car and he like walked around your car for a long time, was like inspecting it and stuff and looking up underneath it and everything. And then he got in his Honda element across the street from it and sat there for a while. And then he drove off. Well, I go out and I'm like, I bet this motherfucker left a note again. So I go to the mailbox and there's a note in the mailbox, which is a federal crime. You know? And it's, a, it's an even longer note in the mailbox about how he lives in the neighborhood, which is, I'm like, oh, shit. He lives in the neighborhood. <laughs> he lives in the neighborhood. Uh, he want, he buys Honda Elements. He wants to buy my Honda Element. Call him or text him. He leaves his name, leaves his number. And then, you know, he leaves or what? I mean, he leaves that note. And so I'm like, man, I don't want to talk to this guy because <sighs> there's a long reason behind why I don't want to deal with people, particularly in my neighborhood, being crazy. But anyway, so I posted on Facebook. I was like, hey, Facebook, what would you do? Because uh, number one, I don't like confrontation. I don't like, and I don't like communicating with people in any way. So I don't need any new people yep. in my life to communicate with, particularly the guy, you know, creeping around my car. So I'm like, hey, what would you do? And there was varying replies. I mean, most people were like, I would call him and tell him, don't ever come to my property and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I don't want to engage with him. I would rather not engage at all, you know? And... Yeah, it was varying degrees of like reasonable advice up to, you know, questionable advice. Um, a lot of my troll friends were like, hey, give us the number. 
I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Because <laughs> uh, I've got some professional grade trolls in my Facebook friends. Um, but anyway, so I'm like, all right, well, and then my friend of the show, Kevin, was like, man, you should probably just text him. Just say you're not selling it. Thanks. And just leave it at that. And then somebody else was like, yeah, just text him, but you can get the app that like doesn't show your number. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I could do that. And so I'm still contemplating that, and a day and a half goes by, and I get this banging on the door, just bam, 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 bam. Doorbell, 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 doorbell. The dog goes fucking crazy. Odie's like, holy shit, it's happening. <laughs> it's finally happening. It's finally this, happening. I've been all waiting my, my whole life for this. I've all, been preparing my whole life. All my training, yelling at the UPS man and the mailman, <laughs> it is happening. So I'm like, oh shit. So I'm fumbling for my phone because I want to use the doorbell to see who this is, you know? And I can't pull up the app. I can never pull up the app fast enough. Because it like shows you the live view, right? Of the camera. So I finally pull it up and there's nobody out there. I'm like, oh fuck. All right, well, it must have been a delivery person then. So I open the door. Or fatal mistake. Open the door. And the dude is like across the street from my house, like walking away. And he's dressed in full camo head-to-toe camo like he's been hunting in the woods behind our house. I'm surprised you could see him. Uh, well, you know, if we had any trees in my neighborhood, I probably couldn't. He makes a beeline for the door. And I'm like, I'm backing up. I'm like windmilling my arms backing up into my house. Because I'm like, he doesn't have a mask on. I don't, I, You know, it's like I'm not getting COVID now from some fucking douchebag that lives down the street from me that's crazy. And he comes storming up and he's like, oh, you know, my wife and I walk our dog past the house every day. And I was just wondering if you wanted to sell this vehicle. So I, I said, no, I don't want to sell it. I said, please leave us the fuck alone. And his eyes got like real big. And he was like, oh, uh, uh, but he, but he, but he, but he, he porky pigged out like immediately. And he just started like, he just fled the house. And so it's it is hype that I got to tell him to fuck off because I wanted to do that all along but also you know I'm trying to it's like you know it's like Jules in Pulp Fiction he's trying to walk the path you know he's trying to walk the path and they they keep, you know motherfuckers keep coming at him and I was like you know I tried I tried here to stay in a zen like state with this dude and just ignore him and wish well into the universe for him. But now nah, he made me have to tell him to go fuck himself, you know? It, you know, all right. And I'm not, uh, look, I'm not, listen, I, what this story has done is effectively reminded me of the differences between you and me. Yeah. And <clears throat> my first thought is I'm that guy. You're the guy that asked I, about I, the car? I, I'm the guy that asked about the car. Yeah. Here, I, here, and let me hear me out here. I think that that guy is used to making offers on Honda Elements because he knows that he loves that car and it's kind of become a classic car yeah. for certain types of people. Him, yeah. that it's a, at least a cult classic, yeah, right? It's out of it's out and of out of print. It's not being made anymore. Yeah. And he needs the parts because he wants to keep a one yeah, or two yeah, running, yeah. right? So it's normalized for him to approach element owners and say, 
how can I buy your car? Because at the end of the day, everything's got a price, right? Right. Now, for you, there's an emotional attachment to that thing that transcends cost. Yeah. And you want to keep it. That's fine. But it's normal for him, at least in his mind, to make an offer on that car. Yeah. And I, I understand where you're going with this. And I, I agree. Like, the first note wasn't a problem. That's fine. I understand that. That didn't piss me off. It made me go, oh, that's kind of weird. I don't really want somebody at my house like looking at my car. But it was out of my mind. And it was like, he should have left it at that. But to leave the second note I don't... and inspect my car and shit, it was like this, it's almost like this audacity of this dude. Like, he's certain he's going to be able to buy my car that's not for sale for me. And that even was like, it creeped me out enough to say something about it on Facebook. But then to show up the next fucking day and bang on my door like that was just, that's just a bridge too far. I don't think I'm wrong in that. And here's, here's the, I don't think you're wrong either, but here's the difference between you and me. (laughs) I, (laughs) I am always ready to make a new friend. (laughs) And I'm no new friends, friends, man. Nope. I'm all friended up. I'm all friended up. I'm good. (laughs) We're at capacity here. Okay. I hear that story and I think to myself, oh, that guy's thinking I'll buy this guy's car and maybe I'll make a friend out of it. Because that's what I would think. It's like, oh, we love the same thing. And like, we're going to become friends because we love the same thing. And I'd love to make a new friend. Like, why not? Yeah, that's that's, you know, there's probably some bears in the wilderness that feel that way, too. But nah, we don't get along. This is my territory. (laughs) it it begs the question of how and why are we friends well you got in early enough (laughs) you You got in early enough i mean you you got in before the cutoff it's like the club you know at some some point we're at capacity man can't let anybody else in (laughs) see here's the thing I think I think COVID has made you more of a Grinch than ever before in the sense that now you really don't have to interact with anybody else. So you've lost that little like it's almost like what is that um, your appendix? Like that's the yeah. size of like yeah. willingness you have to be nice to strangers. And it's just gotten atrophied and it wasn't big to, to begin with. Well, I don't I don't have to honor the social contract anymore. You know, it's like, know. fuck it's off. Nah, I'm I've just got to the point where I was like, you know what? A lot of other people wait till they're in their like 60s before they start telling people to fuck off. I'm going to start doing it now. Yeah, it, well, man. early retirement. Yeah, early retirement, man. <laughs> Sorry, no new friends. Just like, I don't need any friends. I don't need Honda friends. I'm good. I like my car. <laughs> I don't want to go driving with you. No, fuck off. Yo, it's funny because... Uh, somebody at the gym, this girl at the gym, she just bought a Honda Element. All right. Don't tell her not to call me either. <clears throat> it turns out she bought a stolen car. Oh, shit. <laughs> had to go down and make a police report. Like, she had no idea it was stolen, you know. Did she but get her then, money back? You know, there was like, it was like in a wreck that it wasn't reported and it didn't have the right... Like the odometer had been messed with. It yeah. actually had 260,000 miles, but in reality, they said 130. And then so she like went, like, I don't remember what else about Did the story. Did she have to give the she car said. back? No, she still got the car. 
but the cop like she's made a police report and and she has to like talk to her bank about like trying to get her money back before she gets rid of the car well i mean i assume the person that the car was stolen from wants it back well, it's probably that guy down in South Carolina. He probably stole that's probably it. Yeah, that's to... why. That's why. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's why I was so. I had, you know, my radar was going off. No, he, he's stealing it. He's trying to buy your car because his car got stolen. Yeah, my. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's probably so. They are sought after, and I actually like. Uh, I replaced the engine in that car about four years ago, and when I yeah. went to the, I was gonna just junk it and the guy was like at the Honda place was like usually I wouldn't tell you to do this but he's like these cars are worth so much money you should just put the you know 2500 into putting a new engine in this thing because you can just turn around and sell it and get that money right back you know and I was like no I want to put the engine in there and drive it forever because I love it yeah I mean you know I mean she's raving about it she's got these two huge dogs yeah you know, it's perfect like, for if you got dogs or anything to haul because I don't have the seats in the back of mine you know yeah it's just like a little pickup truck almost um yeah, yeah. but but yeah I tried to be nice man but I just keep biting my tongue you know I didn't even want to text him because I didn't want to sound snarky in my text you know I didn't you know but I didn't want to call him for sure. I didn't want to call him. I don't want to talk to anybody. And I'm just like, man. I mean, it ain't that big of a deal to call up somebody and say, hey, man, I appreciate your interest. And I love a Honda Element, too. Truth of the matter is, I love this one so much. It's just not for sale, buddy. I hope you have a good day. That sounds like the worst possible thing to ever happen to me in my life, to have to call somebody and say that to them. <laughs> That's awful. It's That's literally, call it is literally 90 seconds out of your day. Oh, but it would be, it'd be two hours leading up to just pacing going, I got to call this motherfucker. I've got to call him. I got to be call him and oh, I got to call him and not say fuck off. All right. All right. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck him. He can go, he, he can go fuck himself along with that Uber driver. Fuck off. <laughs> Well, I'm here for more chronicles of Joey's fuck off statements to perfectly nice, candid strangers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he was great. great <clears throat> now, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he didn't cross a line. Uh, that's, I mean, I understand if I, if I, if I, I, if, if he had left the first note and I called him up and was like, go fuck yourself, I'd be like, yeah, that was in the wrong. I shouldn't have done that. But yeah. I gave him And I even think that a second, I think a second note is acceptable because. The logic there is like maybe the first note blew away. Yeah, yeah, right. But, that's that's fine. But then the like banging really loud on my door is like this point of like, and it's it's I'm heightened in my like, I don't like to answer the door for like people trying to ask to cut my lawn or anything these days because I because of COVID and stuff. I don't want to interact with anyone I don't have to, you know. So it's yeah, like got right. me on edge about it, you know, and like this dude ain't got a mask on or anything, and like I don't. I just and also I got the dog yelling and like the Odie will is ready to fuck somebody up, you know. And I'm like, I don't want to have to, I, and I have to like when I open the door, I have to keep Odie back. It's the whole process. So anyway, sorry, sorry everybody, sorry I'm such an asshole. Everybody, not really. Fuck y'all too. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, you know, I feel bad for. The guy, I feel bad for you. Okay. It's just an unfortunate situation that, that that everybody's in, but because of him. Yeah, that's right. He caused it, so I don't have any compassion. No mercy. No, no mercy. No new friends.
<laughs> was that a Drake song? Is so, that a Drake song? No new friends. No new friends. Yeah, yeah. that's a Drake song. Yeah. <clears throat> no, no new, no new Ghost Riders. Yeah. I got some hype still out for you. All right. And I'm kind of happy that we're on video here because I'm, I'm very curious about what your genuine reaction is going to be to this. Okay. <clears throat> Fuck, I'm so embarrassed. Either you're going to clown me or you're going to fully support me. And I, I don't know where it's going to go. I can't wait to find out. Um, I, sir, am the like hesitantly proud owner of an air fryer. <laughs> we finally bullied you into it. I, I, I am not going to clown you other than to say, look how weak-willed you are. I... The difference is you would never get me to buy an air fryer. You know? There's no way you'd ever get me to buy one. That's the difference between us. But I'm glad that we, we meaning me and the rest of the IOLTOS uh, Instagram group, could bully you into... Uh, bully you into, the, into getting one. Well, you know, look, you call it bullying. I just... All I see is, like, I considered you know, my options and I considered, uh, the convenience and the frequency that I would like, uh, to have prepared meats. Yeah. And, um, you know, I made my first meats in this air fryer today. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, it was great, right? <laughs> it was, it was, I got some tweaking to do. I still got some learning to do. It takes some time, you know, and every and, one of them's different. So I can't even give you advice because you got to learn how how yours works. They're all a little yeah, bit different, gotta, a little I, bit different times <laughs> and stuff. You'll you'll find recipes, and it's like sometimes you have to do double the time on the recipe, and it's an air fryer recipe. And it's just because everybody's is different, you know. The well, four fifty on yours I, isn't I, quite I, the same as the four fifty on mine, or whatever, you know. <clears throat> I would like to try out, uh, try out this talking point and say that I made the decision for myself. Nobody else made the decision for me. But I know you're not going to buy that. No. Pride. You're going to take responsibility yeah. for my air fryer. Just because I'm evolved and I'm able to like listen to people's line of thought and and say, oh, well, maybe they've got a point. Maybe I should consider no, that. You were just you secretly know. jealous of us. The truth comes out. You were actually jealous. I'm not jealousy. No, that's not about jealousy. You were. Nah, man. It's about me being a man of science. I'm a man of science. I can listen to logic and reason, and I can come to a conclusion that will leave me in a better condition afterwards than I was in before. Mm. Yeah, I'm not so sure I buy that. You you, got to do the garbanzo beans, though, man. The chickpeas. Got to do the chickpeas. No, no. See, you can't get me to do anything I don't want to do. So see? I'm not going gonna... <laughs> to. Yeah, all right. You're missing out. You're missing out. Yeah. I'll, I'll totally. check them out. I mean, I'll check. I made some pork tonight, you know. I'm going to get around to it. We'll see. Pork. I don't know if I'm going to be at your level anytime soon where you're making fucking Christmas dinners and that shit. Hey, but man. Did you maybe, get, you know. Did you get the front loader kind? Yeah, I got the front loader like kind. Giant, and uh, I got toaster oven. Looks like a big toaster oven. Uh, it doesn't have a glass front. Oh, really? Hmm. Does it have a rotisserie? It's like a drawer. Oh, yours has a drawer in it. Okay, yeah. That's the that's the other kind. But uh, I mean, I I don't know which one works better, but I assume they're about the same. Well, now, now you now you got me worried. You saying that's the other kind? Now I gotta think. I got. Am nah, I taking this thing back? 
No, I don't think so. Just it's fine. Does it have a rotisserie <laughs> in it? No, it's just a drawer. It's, it's yeah, just you don't have to a have drawer. the rotisserie, but <laughs> I guess you don't have to have the. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Mine looks like a giant toaster oven, but they're. I mean, they do the same thing. It's just I. They're both just convection heat. I yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't act yeah. like I know what's happening. I just knew just that I turned it, it to the temperature. And do it. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, man. I know you don't eat that much pizza these days, but leftover pizza in it is the fucking way. Leftover the next day. Yeah, gosh, I can't you, remember the last time I ate pizza, but yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, if you I'll, have I'll it the next day, it, t- it takes a little more time because it's got to get heated. Up, you know, it's got to preheat and everything. But throw it in the air fryer. Heat it up in the air fryer. It gets a little crispy on the bottom. It's real good. Yeah, I mean, this is this podcast going to turn into air fryer talk. It, it, it is now. Yeah, pretty much any leftovers you just throw them in there. It doesn't matter what the leftovers are. Just dump them in there. All right, just yeah, dump just, them in there. I was pour a bunch of cereal in there tomorrow morning. Yeah, just do it. It'll probably come out great. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, now I got oatmeal. Yeah, let's try oatmeal. Hey, I the first thing I cooked in it was English peas. I don't even know what. What do you mean? I dumped a can of English peas in there and put some salt on them and and air fried them. What's yeah. what's an English pea? Just a little green pea. What makes it English? That's just like the 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 species of pea. They come from England. Well, it lived it lived in London for a and couple it, of years. I get and imported peas and only. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Got that EUP. Yeah. No, you know, Lassure, which is a oddly a French name. Lassure, English peas. <laughs> I just got a can of Lassures, opened them up, dumped them in the air fryer, put a little salt on them. Boom, crunchy peas. What what's you what's you been consuming? Uh I got I don't have a lot. Especially on the music front. I haven't listened to anything new. I uh I've gone down this YouTube is like my new thing. Like I have super gotten into YouTube because I can play it on the TV now, you know? Yeah. No, so look, I'm is, excited to hear it is like a what new, kind of rabbit hole you've been going down. Yeah. It's like a new, th- you know, and like, especially after Jackie goes to sleep or like on my lunch break or whatever, I like to pull up and I can watch a couple little short videos. So they have this channel I found called, I think it's like true stories of rock and roll or true rock and roll stories. If you, if you search for true rock and roll on there, it'll come up and it has all these short videos of like, the guy's obviously like a metal fan, so it's a lot of like Guns N' Roses and stuff, or like metal and like harder rock stuff. So it's like a lot of like Metallica and Guns N' Roses and this and that. But there's also like Smashing Pumpkins videos in there mixed in, and it's all these kind of controversial things, like Glenn Danzig getting knocked out um, that time he got got his ass beat, <laughs> and it and it goes through like the new the new like the whole story of it, and it's some, a lot of it's stuff I'd heard about that I never knew the full story on. And he'll also have like the tragic story of such and such rock band that, you know, should have been big and, you know, succumbed to their vices or whatever. And uh, <clears throat> he's got a bunch of them on there about Allison Chains. I guess he's an Allison Chains fan. Yeah. And uh, I had totally kind of, Allison Chains doesn't occupy a place in my life now, but it did in high school because it was like yeah. in that period of 90s grunge rock stuff. And I, mm-hmm. 
I've always been a fan of Lane Staley, the lead singer, just because I love his voice. I think he's like got a really great voice. And in particular, he had a side project called uh, Mad Season. I don't know if you heard of that. Well, yeah, I've heard of it. I've not spent much time with it. It's got that song uh, River of Deceit on it. River of Deceit flows down. Um, Yeah. And so I've watched a bunch of the Lane Staley ones, and I got really into Lane Staley, and there's a bunch of Alice in Chains stuff on YouTube because the whole... uh, Speaking of... uh, We talked about MTV Unplugs. They have one of the best ones ever. Yeah. Really good. And the whole thing is on YouTube. So I started watching that, and like I started... I mean, if you watch that you notice how like, man, that dude just had a rough time with his addictions and stuff. And it just got, I just went down this rabbit hole of like learning about the last years of his life and how tragic it was and all this stuff. But also like how much his bandmates like respected him, even though he was a nightmare to work with because uh, of his addiction. But it was like a testament to how talented the dude was. Cause he would just like not show up for weeks or just, just, fall asleep immediately they couldn't record anything but when he recorded when he was able to record finally it would be just magic you know he's got like one of the most distinctive voices of the 90s so yeah he does and and i don't i don't find myself yearning to listen to them frequently but when it hits you know they really hit a spot that not a lot of the bands hit I put them with STP. I feel the same way about STP and Scott Weiland, you know, just like tragic artist, you know, beleaguered by addiction. I love this. I love STP. I was a bigger STP fan than Alice in Chains probably, but I do love both. I think everybody was. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to like mock his voice because it's so distinctive, you know? Yeah. They come to snuff the rooster. Oh Yeah. You know, he ain't gonna die. But the actual thing is like just a powerful, like amazing voice. And the fact that he like was just completely fucked up through all of that shit, like, you know, was just kind of like, wow, this dude, like it's, it's super tragic. Cause it's man, he died by himself and just wasted away. And man, I don't know. But yeah, so I went down the Lane Staley rabbit hole and was watching a bunch of those videos. I highly recommend that channel if you want to kill, you know, five minutes at a time. There's a lot of, a lot of it doesn't appeal to me. Like I said, I don't give a shit about Metallica or whatever, but like some of the Guns N' Roses story were pretty interesting. And um, it's just all these, there's, <laughs> there's one that's uh, Billy Corgan versus, uh, what is it, Collective Soul? You there? Yo. Thank you, Froze. Hey, Luke. That's right. All right. Back. Is it recording? Are you recording? Check, 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 check. Check, check, check. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, that channel, yeah, like I said, they got a Billy Corgan versus uh, Collective Soul, which I didn't know they had a feud. I didn't either. <sighs> Apparently that song Shine by Collective Soul, their first big hit, Billy Corgan accused them of plagiarism. 
But the guy produced a demo of the song that was from like five years before the Smashing Pumpkins ever were a band. So he's like, fuck off. But Billy Corgan <laughs> just, just much like me and the guy trying to buy my element, Billy Corgan just dug his heels in. It was like, no, you still suck. Yeah. Can I give you a recommendation? Sure. But there's literally a subreddit called Mealtime Videos. Ah. And it's it's all YouTube videos between like three and seventeen minutes. Okay. That you can watch on a lunch break. Or exactly. While you're watching dinner, and, eating dinner. Uh, yeah. You know, it's 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 a big expanse of topics and a lot of the time it's like semi informational, semi documentary style. Yeah. Um and you know, I mean it sounds like it's right up your alley. Yeah, I'll check that out. What's it called again? Mealtime videos. Mealtime videos. I'll check it out. I uh I can literally yeah. see you not writing it down. Oh. Uh scribble, scribble, scribble. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, <clears throat> I don't write anything down. Except for my show notes. Um, the other thing that I watched, Jackie and I watched a, a Nicolas Cage movie last night. Uh, with Here's another color from outer space discussion. No, it's uh, also got my boy uh, Ron Perlman in it, who I met before. It's called Season of the Witch. You know about this movie? Season of the Witch! Season of the Witch! Is that the uh not the bees? No, no, that's uh oh, the Wicker Man. That's the Wicker Man remake. Season of the Witch is there uh, Nicolas Cage and Ron Perlman are knights tasked with taking a witch to be burned. And I swear that we did uh that movie as one of our trailer park movies back when we did Trailer Park where we reviewed the movie uh, I, trailers coming up. I think that I was think one. You're right. I think that's one that we covered on that in the early days of the show. It would have been 2011. Um, but uh, yeah, were we right? <laughs> I I can't imagine what we said about it, but it is ridiculous. It is as ridiculous as it sounds. Uh, it was uh, we Jackie found out she likes to watch. She's trying to watch a lot of the movies from How Did This Get Made, so she can listen to the episode afterwards. And, uh, Can I tell you that Jackie's desire to be a completist about <laughs> literally everything in her life is exhausting to me. Well, imagine being married to her. Um, God. Yeah. Uh, no, I actually, I actually do appreciate that about her because I'm not that way. But it does is like, oh fuck, we gotta watch this Sam Rockwell movie. It's gonna suck. Um, but this, I was excited to watch this because it looked ridiculous in a good way, and it was enjoyable. It was just bad. But it was enjoyable and ridiculous. I feel like Bill would have thoughts on this movie. Um, I'm sure need to Bill text has him about it. Five thousand words written on it somewhere well, in a text draft. When we started it, I was like, I said, I said, we're watching season of the witch, and I'm gonna pretend like this was the actual finale of Game of Thrones. And you know, <laughs> and I posted a picture of Nicolas Cage. And I said, I'm gonna tell my kids this was Jon Snow. And you know what? It was a better finale to Game of Thrones than the finale of Game of Thrones was. It really well, was. So was the finale so, of Seinfeld. <laughs> it was a better get the end to, to Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you if you kind of squint your eyes and pretend like it's uh you know Jon Snow and crew, it's a uh, it's a suitable substitute for the. Don't watch the finale if you're watching Game of Thrones now and you haven't finished it. Don't watch the finale. Just watch a season of The Witch. The Hound is even in it. Yeah. The character, the the guy who plays the hound, is in it as a giant tall knight. 
Well, um, typecast. There you go. I mean, maybe they just ripped off the whole thing from. It is ridiculous. Everybody in the movie has English accents except for Nick Cage and Ron Perlman, because you know those two guys were like, fuck you, we're not doing English accents. They have just American accents. And then, did you ever watch Boardwalk Empire? A couple episodes. The guy who played Al Capone on there, who you've seen, I think his name is Stephen Graham. He's he's an English actor, heavy English accent. For some reason, he's doing like a, a New Jersey wise guy's accent in this movie. For no reason at all. It's like, dude, you're actually English. You could do an English accent like the rest of these people. Nope. It is absolutely absurd. But uh, he's just flexing on Nick Cage. Yeah, he's yeah, he's trying to out crazy Nick Cage. It is a bad movie, but it's worth watching. I think. Anyway, that's my consuming. What what you been? What you been consuming? I've only got one song to tell you about. Okay. I got a question though. Oh, you're not gonna like this song. I don't think. Okay. Do you like Vampire Weekend? Uh, I have no opinion on Vampire Weekend. I find them to be somewhat polarizing. I probably would like them if I actually sat down and listened. They've got a song called 2021. Uh And it's not, uh, I don't necessarily, well, I don't think it's anything particularly special, but it was recorded in 2019. Okay. And, but now it's 2021. Uh Uh-huh. And this past Friday they had, two different bands cover that song. Mm-hmm. And one of the two bands, this is why you're not going to like it, but this is why I'm going to talk about it, is a, a, an up-and-coming jam band yeah. by the name of Goose. Don't like he's, geese, don't like jam bands. He's the Santa Eagle face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't like geese, don't like jam bands, so I'm out. Well, this <clears throat> this jam band is... How is the name Goose not already taken as a band name? That's the bigger story here. Bury the lead. Well, I will say that I think I might be joining the flock and becoming Uh, a Goose fan. It doesn't surprise me that you would like a band called Geese. It's Goose, not Geese. (laughs) See, they can't even get that right. (laughs) Well, the the, the band is, you know, I think that they're going to take the mantle for being the next big jam band that, you know, when, when if concerts ever come back, oh, they'll go on tour. Thank God. Thank God. It's about time somebody took the mantle. <laughs> go ahead. Well, they took this song. It's a pretty standard, like, you know, indie pop song. Yeah. It's probably a three and a half minute song. Yeah. And they turned it into a 20 minute song. <laughs> oh, my God. Is, who did the other version of it? And it's beautiful. What? Who did the other version of it? I don't I don't know. I listened to about one and a half minutes of it, and I was like, I'm out. You're trying too much. Why, You're doing why did too they, much with this Why song. did two people in particular, or two bands, do covers of this song? I didn't really do the research on this, Joey. I just listened to the song like four times in two days, and I was like... I really like the song. And then today when I was like, what have I been consuming? I was like, I can't even think about anything other than this song. Well, that song lasts long enough that you didn't have time to consume anything else. (laughs) Well done. Oh, oh, what have I, I, you know, I mean, that's, that's really, I think that, I think, look, if you like jam bands, you probably already know about Goose. Goose, yeah. But if you if you're friendly to jam bands and you don't know that much about the scene right now, go check out Goose. 
Okay. If you like Vampire Weekend, go check out these 2021 covers. All right. I realize I'm talking to nobody right now because nobody nobody that listens to this podcast gives ah, a shit man. about Goose. Matt, Matt will big it up. Matt will be into it. No, Matt will Matt will take this as an opportunity <laughs> to send a gif of, of fl- ducks fly together. <laughs> to, I literally just watched something on TV and I don't even remember what I watched. Uh, not memorable, I guess. Oh well, I I will tell you this. I did I did check in with Den of Thieves oh, per Bill's recommendation. I haven't finished it yet because it's so rich yeah. with uh, with hilarity that it's I'm, I'm treating it as a TV show and only watching a couple minutes at a time. It is so delightful. It's so bad. It's so good. I confirmed my buddy Matt did work on it, but he was not 50s driver on that. He just got to talk to 50 a lot because he was always in the office and stuff. So. Yeah. Oh, you called that trivia last week. I don't. I wouldn't really call that trivia. That's that's called a name drop. Oh, okay. Trivia to me. If I asked you what person <laughs> I know worked on that movie, you wouldn't be able to answer it. So, trivia. <laughs> <laughs> well, no wonder nobody likes to go to your trivia nights anymore. <laughs> well, I don't do those anymore. I don't leave my house. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, you know, I mean, I'm ready to tell everybody, if you're not watching the OC, get the fuck out. Welcome to the OC, bitch. This is the OC episode 22 of season one, and it is entitled The LA, as in Los Angeles. Um, Quick rundown. We got a kind of simple plot, this one. Uh, The uh, Summer and uh, Summer and Marissa see cast members of the valley filming on the beach turns out that colin hanks is plays the lead in this fake you know it's supposed to be a parody of the oc in the oc called the valley turns out colin hanks is the star of this show he's on the beach they meet him he of course invites them to his birthday party because that's what all the adults in this show do is invite teenagers to their uh adult things uh, so they've got to go to, uh, you know, go to, oh, you're distracting me right now. They've got to go to this party in LA. They've decided, so it's going to be Summer and Seth and Ryan and Marissa. Um, Ryan and, the, I back, let me back up. Ryan and Seth discover Luke <laughs> at the uh, motel with Julie Cooper at the beginning of this episode. Because Ryan has to go back to get his watch. <laughs> And they're all, they're, of Can course, they're say, like, oh, I'll shit. I'll just say, angst-free Ryan month, it didn't even last the night. <laughs> well, he changed it to say angst-free Ryan week, and you could choose to extend if you want. And, uh, yeah, then it, it didn't even last the night. Um, so they were like, oh, shit, this would crush Marissa. So there's a subplot of Ryan pushing Luke to break up with Julie, break things off with Julie. Um then we have the the gang going to this party in L.A. and we can imagine what's going to happen at a party in L.A. You know, we've seen it all before. And uh, <laughs> we have this other plot of Sandy and Jimmy. Jimmy has surprise, surprise, uh, wasted all their money for the restaurant, <laughs> and Sandy is surprisingly not concerned about this. But they decide that they need to get uh, Caleb involved as an investor, 
and Caleb arranges this dinner party where they are going to have the chef of the restaurant cook for all these uh, fancy people from Newport. Sandy and Jimmy are concerned about it because they don't want their restaurant to go to snooty people or something. I don't know. Um, and so they have that subplot. And we sell food to people that will buy it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what other, what other audience are they shooting for, for this restaurant? Because it's like, seems like they want it. It's for like upscale people in Orange County, but whatever. Um, the gang goes to this party in, uh, in LA and surprise, surprise Haley is a stripper at this party. <laughs> Cause of course there's strippers, which they, they were calling this, a, this person a stripper, but I would say it's more of a go-go dancing situation because they don't seem to be stripping very much, but they're horrified. Oh. Like this is the worst thing that Haley could ever do is be a stripper in LA. So of course, uh, Ryan calls Sandy and they're like, it's all this shit. Jimmy leaves the par- fuck still Caleb to fuck off basically and goes to rescue Haley. And uh, the gang is thrown out of this party by this pimp, essentially, <laughs> that's, that's arranged these go-go dancers. They try to sneak back in. Uh, and then, of course, the, uh, the actor played by Colin Hanks tries to put the moves on Summer and she, uh, you know, spurns him. And uh, then everybody comes home. And, you know, everything is resolved, except for the fact that Marissa, in fact, learns that Luke has been having sex with her mom because Luke breaks things off as at Ryan's request before Marissa can find out about it. But then Luke comes to Ryan's house and says, hey, I'm, I'm not sleeping with Marissa Cooper's or with a I'm not sleeping with uh, Julie I, Cooper anymore. No, he said, I've quit having sex with Julie Cooper. Yeah, and it turns out Marissa was in the bathroom and heard this, and of course everybody's shocked faces everywhere, and then uh, the episode ends. So <clears throat> that's my. I want to begin at the end there, and I, I I thought we were really. I was actually I was like, oh my god. <laughs> the funny thing is, I, I I said I just watched something on TV, and I don't know what I've been consuming. I just watched the episode <laughs> of the OC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I. I was surprised. I was like, oh my God, we're going to have a happy ending to an episode. This is so wonderful. And Marissa says, I'll be right back. And I'm like, oh no. No. And Kirsten opens the door to Luke. I'm like, no, no. no." It's like playing on slow motion. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, Marissa, of course, flees in her fight or flight way. And uh, we don't know what she's going to do, but it's probably going to be destructive. She's Marissa puts on her acting face and is distraught and she's going to go self-sabotage. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to the top of the episode here. Quote from Seth. I mean, I get how he could do it. It's Mrs. Cooper. (laughs) I mean, she's, she's hot, you know, but I guess, um, little, 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 little dated material that it seemed dated initially, but actually kind of has come true just like in general. Um, some are, you know, meeting, uh, Colin Hanks on the beach says, thank God I had my camera phone that the autograph of the 21st century. Yeah. It made me pause and go, Oh man, like phones are kind of, uh, in short, short supply in this show. It's not, everybody doesn't have a phone. Like Ryan and Seth share a phone. 
um, yeah. throughout the show. And uh, yeah, she calls it a camera phone, which is who has called it a camera phone and how long you just take a picture mm-hmm. with your phone now. And uh, yeah, it is true that people take pictures with their phone instead of getting autographs now. So it's kind of like I, foreshadowing. And I remember <laughs> my very first camera phone. It could hold eight pictures. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably true. I I think I had one. I have over. Yeah. I have I have over twenty thousand pictures on my phone now. Yeah, I just if I take a picture of something now, I take about a good hundred shots of it just to make sure I got it. You know, I need those. I need yeah, I can't I get rid of those. I need all of them. My first camera phone, I immediately sent a picture to P Dog just to brag and be like, look what I got. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't uh, remember what it was. But. What I like to do is in like uh, waiting rooms of variously, like, you know, the, the, the car shop or the doctor's office or something like that, instead yeah. of scrolling through social media, I'll go back into my camera archives and I'll just delete those pictures that I thought I needed at the time. Yeah. That's a good just, call. you know, as a way yeah. to free up space. And then I'll inevitably I'll, I'll stumble upon like, you know, a picture of somebody that is funny or cool or neat and I'll send it to them, you know, yeah. like I'll, I'll send old pictures to people all the time. And, uh, <clears throat> I don't remember where I was going with that. I got a camera phone, I guess. You got you know, a camera phone. It's, it's the autograph of the 21st century. So. <laughs> Julie, in this episode, Julie wears two different pairs of boots, both of which are knee high. But the first pair, when they're in the Newport Group's offices and she's like entertaining the idea of decorating, she's wearing white boots like go-go up to boots. her knees. Yeah. And then, uh, well, it's twice now. We talk about go-go with this episode. Yeah. And then at the dinner party, she's wearing these black knee-high boots. Like, Julie's boot game in this episode is really killer. You could do a whole podcast just on the fashion in this show. Like, Well, speaking <clears throat> of, I didn't write it down, but I wanted to. But I was felt like a little... Marissa's outfit when Ryan comes to her house to try to convince her not to actually go to L.A. Yeah. She's wearing this like hearts, like it looks like candy hearts, like sachet across her, yeah, her yeah, chest. Yeah. And yeah. it was the most egregious outfit I think we've seen on this show yet. Yeah, it's very, but, but I think that this show was ahead of its time. Like it was on the, it, it had its finger on the pulse as far as fashion goes at the time. I think that was a look. Because the, the yeah, whole, the like, problem is, the jeans under the dress thing was a look at the time. That was a thing that people did. They wore that, you know? like. But it is very, like, it, I mean, you run into this, which is, this is a terrible show in comparison, but Friends has the same thing going on. A lot of trendy clothing. If you watch old episodes of Friends, which you should never do because it's a terrible show. But <laughs> you, you see it's very dated. But at the time, I remember being like, oh, shit, did you see what Rachel had on the other night? Like, it was like, I love that look or whatever. You hear girls in my high school say that, you know? So <clears throat> there's a there's a uh, there's an Instagram account that I follow called 90s Violet. Yeah, it's nine zero S period Violet. Violet. And often the admin of that account will do these uh, polls via the story where they'll do like a whole slideshow of just like either an actor or a model or an athlete from that period of time. Yeah. And just like all their different fashion looks over the course of yeah. the nineties and you can vote yes or no or whatever. And just two days ago, it was 
fashion, just generic fashion of the '90s, where you could submit your own and then people could vote yeah, on it. You've put some and screenshots was, of that in the the uh, in the Instagram group, I think. Yeah. Oh, I did. I, I uh, that's so. right. I it did. Like I put it because it's. I mean, it's so <laughs> yeah incredible to like go back and be like, yeah. oh my gosh, like body glitter. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought that. Um. You know, it's funny because most of the season, most of the season I've remembered, and I've remembered it a lot better than you have. We've discussed that. And this episode punched me directly in the jaw with stuff that I had forgotten about, Mm -hmm. like how self-referential this episode is about, you know, using the valley as a way to self-parody, which I thought was like... It's such a, you know, we, and we've talked about what makes the show so good is its ability to kind of snipe at itself. It doesn't take itself same too seriously. Episode, but it also, it does. Like, it, it it adheres to the conventions of a soap opera in the sense that as soon as that quote-unquote yeah. stripper turns around and it's Haley, the audience is meant to gasp, like, yeah, oh, like, my oh, God. Oh. And you don't realize in the foreshadowing at the beginning of the episode where they say, oh, Haley's a, you know, she's a fitness instructor at yeah. Club Med in Turks and Caicos. Yeah. Yep. I, but But I really enjoyed a lot of the jokes about the actors on the show like yeah. when they walk into the the strip club, Ryan says to Seth about that guy Grady, "How does that guy play high school?" Yeah, he's too old to and play Seth's high school. Like, oh, yeah, that what yeah, that, yeah, the, the irony of it is in my trivia that I found out is that uh, Colin Hanks is one year older than uh, Ben McKenzie. Oh, really? In real life, yeah. So that was the joke of well, that. I think is there was two more. Well, there was there's. Three more jokes about that that I really enjoyed. One was when Marissa acts like Ben McKenzie is a famous actor. He, she yeah. says, like, to get him oh, in you're a lot shorter yeah. than I yeah. thought you were. <laughs> Which he is yeah. short, yeah. Um, and the 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 clowning of that Grady character, ad-libbing all his scenes, yeah. doesn't he improvise all his scenes, was obviously a dig at Seth. I think it was probably the writers kind of taking shots at, 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 at uh, Adam Brody. Adam yeah. Brody. yeah. Yeah. Um, but the biggest one for me was the fact that Adam Brody and Rachel Bilson were dating during the film. At of this. the time, yes. I looked it up. They were dating at the time. Yeah. They I dated didn't throughout the whole show, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just want to make it clear. I didn't have to look it up. Well, I knew that I they dated. That. I didn't know if they dated after the show was over or if they were dating during the show. So, But there is reference well, that's, made. That's in the back of the Escalade with like talking to the valley characters like oh do you think that's a smart idea to date during this yeah the two valley characters are dating in real life and and uh summer goes that seems like a bad idea what if what how's that gonna affect the show when you break up uh, which is a self-referential thing and then what was your other self-indulgent one? actors with instruments yeah because adam brody has a band called big japan Oh really? That's right. That Adam Brody's Seth is the character that says, "Oh, self-indulgent actors playing instruments." I heard self-indulgent actors playing instruments. Yeah, that's that's a shot at him. Or I mean, I I mean, who knows how much of this was like, I, like some of this might have been suggested by the cast, you know? Because it's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's, 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 it's all having fun. a good time. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not like they're enjoying. I mean, yeah. it's obviously pretty funny for them too. Yeah. So you know, yeah. it allows me to enjoy it as well. Yeah, I loved the uh, the twist of Paris Hilton being smart. I mean, I forgot entirely about Paris Hilton as a person. Yeah, Paris Hilton tells Seth that she's in grad school, but don't tell anybody. Which the irony of it is, is apparently it's come out that Paris Hilton is actually a very smart person and has she. She came out recently in an interview and said, yeah, I was playing dumb all these years, like in public and on that show to make people like buy into my brand of being an idiot. And I was actually like, I'm, I'm a pretty smart person, you know, like, I don't think she went to grad school or anything, but she's not, she's not the idiot she portrayed in public, you know? So maybe that yeah. was her putting a little of that in there, you know? I don't know. Interesting though. Cause this was like, this is, a, it was probably a pretty big deal that, I mean, she's in the beginning credits as a guest star. And she's not in it very much. But obviously it was a big deal at the time. She was probably had that reality show then. Um, what was that called? It was Terry Nicole Richie. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. But anyway, it was like, it was when it was like the height of reality TV starting to really, really take off in that tabloidy way like that. Yeah. Um, so it was a big deal that, that she was on there. Um, yeah, um, I do. You, I do. You go ahead. One of my favorite scenes, well, not one of my favorite reactions and and acting jobs by uh, Melinda Cooper playing Julie was when Haley returns, rescued by yeah. Jimmy Cooper from the you know terrible situation that yeah. she's in. In air quotes here, we have um, you know Caleb <clears throat> is happy to see Haley and. Kirsten comes up to her, oh, hugs her. Do you want me to draw you a bath? And Sandy looks like touched, you yeah. know? I mean, everybody's really touched that Haley's back. And Julie just literally gives her and raises one out like a villain. It was just a very. She does what? Tiny, Say that again. You, you T-Pain for a second. So here for it. You T-Pain for a second. She, like every. Julie Cooper just stares and raises one eyebrow like a villain. Uh, yeah, because because she's yeah, it's, yeah, Jimmy is still her territory. Like what you know, even though he's not. And well, I don't even know that it was Jimmy as her territory. I think the last time she was dating Caleb, and 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 Caleb yeah. was just like couldn't was powerless over his daughter Haley, and and oh no, uh, we got yeah, Haley that's back. Right. It wasn't yeah, like, yeah, there is know. this uh, that element too. I didn't think of. How about how about uh yeah. Jimmy getting a chance to be the hero and going to LA and he has this showdown with the sleazy like pimp like strip club guy, the owner, where the guy's like trying to like it actually is kind of like clever writing because the guy's trying to be the sleazy, you know, tough guy, strip club owner guy, and uh Jimmy kind of just shuts him down with like why are you being like this? What you're you're what you want to be a, a guy my age trying to act 25 and the guy just kind of looks hurt he's just like oh like it doesn't turn out like where he's gonna he, he shuts the guy down in this like really kind of smart way that doesn't involve getting in a fight or anything well um, this really dad way like, yeah very dad like, way. the one thing he's done well is be a dad yeah he's true. messed everything else up in his life but he's just been a good dad and he's like oh you're gonna punch a high school kid yeah <laughs> you know? yeah and, and it is like this ridiculous situation and the guy realizes how ridiculous he's, he's gonna be he is being and he's like kind of embarrassed you can tell and they just kind of go away um he also he caleb also stands up to caleb in a way 
Um, turns out it's because he wants to leave to go save Haley, but, um, yeah, I, I, uh, there's a, there's a few decisions a man makes in his life that change the course of his life. I'm like, uh, like all right, yeah, all right, gross. back up a little bit. Yeah. Just meet love. Yeah. Caleb, I'll tell you what, Caleb really softened up after that meat left, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, he saw the, tr- and it, he saw the they, truth. They should the have consulted the show's Bible because Caleb has already had that meatloaf. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, oh, your mom's meatloaf. And he's like, got any of that meatloaf left? <laughs> you got to hear that meatloaf. There's also another continuity error that is blatantly pointed out in the show where they show in the intro, like where they said previously on the OC, Marissa is like, oh, I love the valley. And then in the episode, Marissa's like, I don't watch the valley. Who are you? And it's like, they just showed you watching the Valley. That's like a plot point. And like, you're saying that you didn't watch the Valley now. So I don't know what, what happened there, but. Oh, Marissa, the unreliable narrator. I guess so. Um, also, I got, I just have Sandy shitting on people on here. And I think it was because like, nobody can like talk shit about somebody like Sandy can. He just makes a little snide comment about somebody that's just like, damn, that's ice cold. I forget what it was. It was something early in the episode. I think he was like talking shit about Caleb or something. I was like, damn. He just has I'll a tell you, that, that scene where um, that little, it was just one scene, but it was like a great scene in a, in a stage play of him and uh, Jimmy and Kirsten and Julie, which is a great foursome. It's a great yeah. combo. Standing in the Newport group's office in Kirsten's office talking about Jimmy saying, oh, this is my happy place, my happy place. And Julie's ruining it. And then they realize they're out of money. And now Caleb has to come in as a silent partner and yeah. and, and and Sandy about faces, you know, it's like, no, this is my <laughs> happy place. You know, it's just it was just really good writing. You know, it's just enjoyable yeah. to eat up that scene. Yeah, I, I thought about that, too. And the five of them are in the Co- the Cohen's kitchen, with, including Caleb. Um I was like, damn, like, and it is a testament to the show is a soap opera. We kind of forget that, but it is a soap opera. But like these five characters are so intertwined with each other in so many ways. And yet they're still here getting along. Like they've all been married to each other or had affairs. I mean, not Sandy and Kirsten, but like that's, it's this person's parent. And then, but they're dating this person's friend. And it's like all this, like, uh, yeah, there's a lot to that. And it's, it's good writing that they've been able to kind of keep it all you know, all the, the twists work out. So I'm, I'm excited to continue on because I, I, I'm not sure I remember past this point, I but I'm also dreading the next episode because I do not want to watch Marissa self-sabotage all over. Yeah. And I can't, I don't, I honestly don't know how that plays out. So um, who knows? Uh, I just want to say, I felt bad for Luke in this episode. Um, because it feels like he's genuinely likes Julie. Sure. And it really like to be that uh, back to the age difference. And he's still like a young impressionable person. It just kind of like sucks that <laughs> he's in that situation, I guess. And I think it's probably him. more sad for him to be 18 and a sophomore in high school. Yeah. I know. Well, he's got to keep coming back to that. It's still, you know, the, that never goes away. Um, I want to say the the music. There was a lot of music in this episode. A lot of music. Um, I didn't even clock it. So, uh, t- 
two of the early songs in the episode that are on that first soundtrack or the first two soundtracks um, are the song Ride by the Vines. You won't recognize it by the name, but okay. you'd recognize it if you went back and listened to it. And uh, How Good Can It Be by the 88. Those are two really good songs. And then when they're in the, um, in the club, the first song that's playing at this party is Born Too Slow by the Crystal Method. Which was on oh, that, wow. that uh, Crystal Method? Uh, it's the one that's got the the it's got the the guy from Kiss or whatever sings the lead on it. He's like screaming okay. through part of it. Um, Born too slow. And then uh, the Tima Moss song, uh, the DJ Tima Moss to get down, which I had totally forgotten about. Um, really good song that uh. Yeah, I totally forgotten about that. I used to play in DJ sets back then because it was like a big song amongst like on the DJ scene, the club scene and stuff. Um, yeah, it's just a really good song. So there's some good music. Well, I don't have any more thoughts about it. Yeah, it was a fine episode. It was a lot uh, simpler. Um, it's uh, that song to, to get down is what goes comes around, goes around, comes around. It's like I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, it was a simpler episode. There wasn't as many intertwined storylines, I guess. Um, but I thought it was fine. Nothing horrific happens really other than <laughs> surprise Haley Aunt Haley's a stripper. Um, which seems quaint at this point, like, you know, compared, I guess at the time, maybe it was a shocking thing that somebody's family member would turn out to be an exotic dancer or something, but she's not even stripping. She's just dancing. Like and now, club, like so. it's—I don't know if you've. Um, do you do you have Hulu? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you like? Uh, I the past couple of days, I turned it on at the beginning of the week, and that that Britney documentary was like on the mm-hmm. homepage. Yeah. And then a couple of days ago, there's another documentary. It's like these, you know, like ABC News mini documentaries, yeah, right? Yeah. And the one that just came up is about OnlyFans. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, in the age of of OnlyFans, right? It's the like, idea that yeah that that Haley is stripping at a club in L.A. is just like kind of benign. Yeah, yeah, like, like in a in an era where we've like it's like post shaming people for being exotic dancers and stuff. This seems like well, okay, like, and she's not even like really doing anything but just dancing around on a stage at a party at a club it's not like it's some cd strip club or something it's yeah i mean they were trying to ride the line there weren't they because they were suggesting like private dances and you gotta go dance for this couple but like at no point was anybody actually stripping but part of that was the constraints of it being on you know network tv or people are openly doing cocaine when they get there though which is surprising to me it's it continues to shock me the substance use on this show Amongst teenagers and adults, I mean, this is not the first scene we've ever seen with cocaine in it. Um, That's true. There's been several. Um, and actually doing it, which I didn't think you could do that on network TV, but there's definitely a girl putting a straw down as they come they come into the club at the beginning of it. Also, like, again, like, Sandy and Kirsten, greatest parents on earth, but, like, I maybe would have drawn the line at them going to this actress party in L.A., you know? Like... Doesn't seem like. Also, like we haven't seen Summer's parents. Like we still haven't even met Summer's dad. Well, that's. I think that's a running joke throughout the show. Is like she talks about her dad, but we don't see him. Um, no, we meet him. 
Right, but up until this point, it's always like my dad, my dad, my dad. Yeah, we haven't it's met like him a, yet, but we'll, we'll meet him. I, I, I know for we're a long time. Meet him. I, that, that I guess they arc. just needed time to figure out what they were going to do with him. But uh, yeah, we don't ever see her her parents. They're very not not present. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I got really excited about uh Sandy and and Jimmy talking about the restaurant though. They're so passionate Favorite about it. Subplot. I'm like, man, I want to go. Favorite subplot. I want to go to eat at that yeah. restaurant. I want to go hang out at the restaurant. They're so like passionate about like everybody's gonna want to come hang out at the bar at our restaurant. I want I want Nana Cohen's meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Well, there's two types of meatloaf on the menu, right? I wonder which one they served at the party because they were gonna serve Jimmy's yeah. mom's meatloaf too. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, you know, there's a knows, lot riding on this meatloaf, Marcos. Marcus, there's a lot riding on this meatloaf. Um, I would be stoked if I went to a fancy dinner party and they're like, surprise, a world class chef has made us meatloaf. I would be like, fuck yes. Go ahead and bring me a second plate. I am one of the most sophisticated palates in Newport. (laughs) Yeah, like people fucking love meatloaf. Like, that's great. Like, yeah, you just secured your funding. Like, I, I love the classism of of Caleb being like, these are the tastemakers. They've got sophisticated, but just because you rich doesn't mean you've got a sophisticated palate. Yeah, man. I, I, my meatloaf is fire, man. They, they motherfuckers have been going to McDonald's too. <laughs> yeah, they, you know they do. <laughs> they love some McDonald's yeah. coming down off the off the ski trails in Tahoe. Let's their, get some fries. Yeah, they go to the car spa and then uh, walk across the street. Chauncey. Chauncey, fetch me the McDonald's. <laughs> Give me a Big Mac. I had a Big Mac today. Did you? I haven't eaten a Big Mac in two years, probably. But I just today at lunchtime, I was like, you know what? I want a Big Mac. It's the same thing that always happens. I have about three Big Macs in a decade. And every time I have one, I'm like, oh, this makes me feel sick. And it is gross. Like the first bite is like, this is awesome. And then by the end of it, I'm like, I should not have eaten that. And uh, now I feel bad about myself and I will not eat one ever again. And then two years later, it's like, knock, knock, knock. It's meatloaf. I mean, it's a uh, Big Mac time. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you this. I eat McDonald's about two times a year. Yeah. And it's it's always the the night after or the day after one of the two biggest weightlifting meets of the year because I have to like kind of like eat right for about six weeks leading up to it. And then the final week, depending on where I'm at, I have to like cut weight. So I'm just like eating just like chicken and rice. You know what I mean? And just like making weight and then I make weight and then I lift in the competition and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get, I'm going to get some McDonald's please. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yep. Um, Honestly, honestly, it's usually, at about midnight after i've flown back yeah to the airport in back, providence yeah. i get in my car and i'm driving back and i'm like oh i'm hungry and it's late and there's a mcdonald's right by the airport and i'm like i'm gonna get this to mcdonald's now i tell you what those fries were might might have been the best thing of fries i've ever gotten from mcdonald's they were perfect wow they were like a little bit crunchy but like hot but not too hot that you could actually eat them like it was it was the perfect I can never, I can never top that. So I'll never eat any McDonald's fries again. Did you eat that? Did you, did you eat that shit in the car on the way back? No, I ate the fries in the car. Couldn't help that. <clears throat> but I didn't. And then eat you it. ate the burger when you got home. Yeah, you can't eat a Big Mac in the car. 
Fuck that. You can eat that shit right there in the parking lot. I do that shit. That's what I do. I'll sit in the parking lot and eat that shit. Well, maybe if you're not driving the car. Oh, yeah. you, can, you can still find him. <laughs> it just makes a mess, man. It's falling oh, apart. Man. It was like, it was the shittiest looking Big Mac, too. It was like the patty was hanging off the side of it and stuff. Like, I was like, fuck, y'all just like hooked me up for my one in two years, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Billions and billions served. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People love it, man. People love it. All right. Let's wind it down. All right. Well, I guess uh, you can check us out on our shitty website, IOLTOS.com. You can hear us on Spotify and maybe some other places where they have podcasts. And uh, yeah, that's it. You can email us at I don't like their old stuff at gmail.com. Email, uh, Gmail's been a little dry lately, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, don't, t- don't say that in front of Jake. Yeah. Jake's going to send us some thing about how. <laughs> Tokyo Drift is a Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, so that's it. We out. You just enjoyed another episode. I only like the ones. We'll see you next time. Have a good night.